Thank you for listening to this Podcast One Sportsnet production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. O'Reilly Auto Parts will help you find just the right parts, products, and accessories for your car so you can get the job done right the first time. We'll also test your battery and check engine light, change your wiper blades, and refer you to a repair shop if needed. Trust our professional parts people. We're here to help you keep your car on the road. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit OReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Welcome to the Dr. Hockey Podcast. Welcome to the Dr. Hockey Podcast. This is Dr. Jay Calvert on with Jason Berkeley. And Jason, how are you doing? Well, I've been, been better just physically, but uh, right now just really excited about the free agency frenzy that started today. Um, you got some pretty cool signings. You had some um, stuff that happened within the last couple of days, which we'll talk about. And also you had the Seattle crack and pick their team, which I'm still a little bit befuddled about. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, but, but hockey's in the air. And it's one of those things where we're all kind of a little off kilter here because we're used to the season ending, you know, back in June uh, traditionally. And this season ended – mid to late July, uh, mid-July, if you will. And uh, we're right around the corner from training camp. So this is, uh, you know, kind of a newer feel for us. And, and uh, I'm not quite sure how to take it. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Um, I want to just jump back for a minute because when you started to break into the uh, physically, I've been a lot better. I thought you were going to be one of the contestants on how grizzled are you from uh, SNL from back in the day. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I am pretty grizzled, but, but uh, that's beside the point. This is, this is just uh no, it's when you have a back issue, uh, which is what brought me to this field. When you have a back issue and it, it, it's uh, unremitting and you can't get comfortable. It can, it can really destroy your psyche and your ego. And uh, so um, I've made amends towards getting better with that today. And hopefully it continues to improve. And um, my mentor took care of me today. Um, That's good. So, uh, you know, can't have anyone better than someone, you know, you just adore on every level. Howard Rosner, I'm giving you a shout. I know you don't like hockey. You listen to the podcast, but, uh, you know, very, very close friend of mine and wish I had done my fellowship with him years ago, but uh, really just a wonderful guy and, uh, you know, always is there for me. So thank you. You know, back pain is so debilitating. I had a, I had a disc issue when I was in medical school and I, I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. I, I couldn't get up. No. I couldn't be, I couldn't get comfortable. I couldn't it walk. It consumes your life. Yeah. It, it is. Consum- it is just you. awful. It is so bad. And people who don't have back issues, you're lucky. Uh, keep doing those sit-ups and build your core. But you know, it is like when you have a disc problem, forget it. It is, it is awful. Yeah. Yeah. My, my day started begging one of the MRI facilities I referred to, to get me in for an MRI this morning. <laughs> and that's yeah. how, and then literally, 55 miles an hour over Benedict Canyon to get there in time at six 30 this morning. And then just, you know, went from there. So it's just, um, but you know what, when you put good karma out there and you treat people well and you do things for people and things come back to you, it's a good feeling. So we'll leave it at that. Well, that's good, man. But, well, but yeah, uh, I, I gotta say that, um, yes, my back and leg pain has been 
horrible, but I, I, I have to think, and we're going to touch on this topic first, because this is something we've, we were just discussing recently. How do you deal as a professional athlete, having won the Vesna, to find out that you're no longer part of a team and your life has been uprooted on social media? Mark andre Fleury finds out that he's been traded to Chicago, who, by the way, somehow now have an unlimited cap like uh, Toronto, it seems. <laughs> I know I they guess. don't, but, uh, but you, you, you say to yourself, on every level, this is completely unprofessional by, by Vegas. You have to feel for someone like, like Fleury, who, for no fault of his own, has played well wherever he's been and has been thrown around like a ragdoll. Uh, it just makes you wonder what some of these guys in hockey that always present themselves as being kind of above the fray, professional, you know, very, very even keeled demeanor, how they could do this to somebody. And especially when someone has a family, it's, it's, it's appalling in my book and Vegas should be embarrassed. The entire, you know, GM and brass should be embarrassed. Uh, I always think back to our podcast with Mike Commodore uh, and his hashtag, Pack your shit. It is unbelievable what some of these guys go through. Now, Flurry is of epic caliber. He was the first draft pick in the expansion draft for that for that team. And right. he has played outstanding hockey for them for for the entire yeah. time he's been there. And I think that he is just he, he's mistreated, but I think they would say, well, that's part of being in this in this league and how this league. No, I, I, I disagree with that. I think that there should be a modicum of respect for a, a player who has given everything and has put everything on the ice. I think that there should be, it's not too much to ask for a phone call. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's, I know. Well, I mean, know, how, how it's done is a whole nother animal, but I, I that's also my point. Yeah. I mean, it's awful. It's just, you know, trading like him isn't the issue. Trading him isn't the issue. And, Whatever you want to say about the, the, the pros and cons of trading him, I don't, I don't, that's not the issue. The issue is you don't let a guy like that find out on social media that his life's being uprooted. He has a life decision to make uh, without giving the guy a phone call or at least within, you know, uh, within a minute or two of it, maybe it may it breaking news. That, that's all I'm saying. But I also read that there's a potential issue that he may want to consider retirement. He's 36. Um, he's going to a team who by all accounts seems that they're really now reaching for the brass ring, bringing the Jones brothers in um, and uh, um, trading away um, Tyler Johnson for uh, Brent Seabrook, who is on long-term IR. Um, and I, you know, obviously as we talked about um, Tampa was trying to do something and unload Tyler Johnson before the season. And he was a, you know, with injuries, he was a top line center. Uh, winger and then uh, um, you know dropped the fourth line, but he's a solid player. As uh, Brian Englund so said, you could have had for it. yeah they could have they could have had Tyler Johnson for free. He was on waivers. That that is a that is a good point. That is a very good point. I I don't know what to make of that other than the fact, like I said, I think Stan Bowman's trying to really, you know, he's really trying to boost this team uh, in a way. And I'm not quite sure if it's short-term or long-term necessarily. I mean, Charleston just retired. So he's losing – he lost all of his old guard uh, yeah. on defense. Um, uh, but, hey, listen, you know, uh, more power to him that he's making moves. And whether these moves pay off, we'll, we'll have to see. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think Flurry. You know, we'll see what happens with him, but I, I would. I wouldn't mind seeing him play for Chicago. I, I hope he'd still play another season. He looked great at the end of this season, but, you know, maybe he's done. You know, maybe Listen, you move on to the next part of your career. That's one thing. I mean, he has a family. Do you take your children and everything else from a nice hot climate and go to a potentially freezing cold climate, make him start in schools again or whatever else? I don't know the situation with his kids, but that's a big deal. Or do you stay away from home now for the next year or two in that way? That's a big decision. It's a, it's a very big life decision for him when you have a family involved. For sure. So, yes, it's part of the game, but still. He's done well. Uh, he's, he's probably made, you know, made some good money. You, you never know. I mean, you don't know what happens with these guys and where they stand and what they're going to do next. But, you know, th- there's plenty of opportunity for uh, Marc-Andre Fleury in the NHL and in various capacities. And, you know, he's just uh, – he's a stand-up guy, and, you know, we have tremendous respect for him. So I hope that he, uh, yep. he figures out what he wants to do. Yep. What do you think about the Kraken? Did yep. they did they blow it? Did they make some good picks? What's your what's your feeling? Listen, I don't think they blew it because certainly they drafted NHL players. Uh, I mean, there's uh, NHL caliber players. What I don't understand, and I was reserving judgment, and I'm not going to rip on any specific player in general. I, I don't want it to be like that, and that's not what we're here for. No, but look across the lineup, and with maybe a couple exceptions. Because Stacey, uh, Chrissy from Skating Stilettos and I were, were, were chatting on, on, on Instagram about this DMing. You know, one of the things that was really unique about and I think special about the Vegas draft was that they got, as we said, Flurry right off the bat, you got a winner. You got a guy that led a team to, you know, more than one cup. You had other players. You had pretty good balance. You had some guys that blossomed and those other guys that, 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 you know, you weren't sure what to make of them and they were prospects and that really came to fruition. So some of it was a bit fluky and so forth, but I don't get that a feeling from, from, from Seattle. I, I wasn't sure if they didn't pick certain players uh, because they had side deals for picks and whatever else. And I don't think that's the case, but it didn't seem like they really picked any stars or guys that really, you know, they could have had Novechkin. They could have had, you know, a, a, um, um, you know, a, a price, even though he's injured. But I mean, there, there's, there's some guys that were names that they could have taken in certain positions. And you're thinking to yourself, wait, what, that guy? Like, not that he's bad, but like, but that guy, you know, or what? It just doesn't make sense. I, I just don't know who their star is. I don't know who you're buying tickets to go see. You know, I just don't, you know, I, I mean, Jordan. Right, Everly, that's my point. Yeah. Like who, who is it? That's, that's the, you know, who do you put up on the, on the, the, lamp posts outside the stadium who do you you know what's your what's your draw right. i mean I, I i love you know brandon tanev and the way he played for the pens um you know i'm a jordan eberly you know excellent uh there there are players on that team that i have tre- tremendous respect for them but you know i just don't know uh pitlick is a good choice um <laughs> you and you, me and Brian Englum sat there talking about Kalorn like he walked on water and they passed over him. Yeah. And, and, and there were some other players too. And I wasn't sure. Like, I said, okay, is this a cap issue? And then somebody on Twitter had posted an interesting fact. They posted that after, based on the guys that they had drafted and the salaries and cumulative salaries, they still had 21 million in cap space. Like, I don't understand why not at least two or three bigger names 
maybe you have, I don't know, you have a top pairing D in the league and maybe a, a, a star center or forward, you know, I mean, Landeskog was unprotected. They yeah. just signed the guy for $56 million for a eight year deal, whatever it was. They could have taken him. Yeah. They you could know? have given I mean, him he a better right, deal. He's, he's, he's back with Colorado now, but I mean, that's a guy that could have potentially been the face of the franchise. For sure. Landis you know what I mean? A, he, he's a, he's a real, real player. And, you know, I don't know why you wouldn't want a franchise player like that. You know, it's just, uh, I don't know. It's weird. Whatever. Uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, I, I'm sure they've got a plan and maybe that cap space is their plan. Maybe that they're going to wait to see what, what they can do down the road here a little bit, but I don't know. But here's the thing, but, but here's the thing. I, I know what you're, I know what you're getting at. And, and I know they may have some kind of strategy. Ron Francis may have something that he has planned, but I think the expansion drafts leading up to prior, I'd say prior to when Vegas came in the league, as you know, we're basically just kind of like more or less a shit show. Like, okay, well, just these guys are, you know, either busted up or path way past their prime, whatever else. Yeah, go ahead, take them and whatever else. And, you know, that was kind of why it was such a unique thing when Philly won, you know, only a few years in the league to be able to mount that response in that sense. But I think yeah. that Vegas rewrote the playbook on the expansion draft and how to do it and what to do and what to look for and how to moneyball it, like you said before. Yeah, And I don't think that the people in Seattle read that playbook. I think they just said, we're doing our own thing. And, yeah. and, and uh, you know, uh, I'm, I don't know. Listen, I, I, maybe we're all wrong and maybe they'll do well and whatever, but they're in a weaker conference. It may give them a little bit of a edge. They had a second overall pick. Great. Um, you know, the players, the guy they picked is supposed to be really good, but you know, uh, I, I, I don't, I do not see at all this becoming, Vegas part two or 2.0 um, in that sense. Maybe, you know, mm -hmm. who knows? Maybe they, maybe they know something about these players that, that we don't, which I'm sure they do. And I'm sure that they have, you know, but like if it, if it's a, I don't know, I, I just would have, I would have picked totally differently. I, I, I yeah. do that all by stats and the stats, that, <clears throat> the statistics that they chose for that team do not a playoff appearance make. <laughs> That's all I can say. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. The only thing they have going for them, I think, is they're in the Pacific, you know, division. So, you know, maybe there's something that comes out of that fluky. Who knows? I don't know. I, I honestly, I don't know. I, Chrissy was a little bit surprised. We were all kind of a little bit dumbfounded, like what's going on here, but Hey, whatever. We're not, we're not the one poning up $650 million for a team and, and being paid to run this. So. Nor will I be. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> nope. That's not happening. I got four kids trying to go to college soon. And I'm I got very, five very kids to feed. I am very <laughs> nervous about, I am looking for any way to get any scholarship that, that they can. I was like trying to think of what, what sport I could, uh, could really convince <laughs> Ace to get into right now. Like what's the most likely scholarship that he could earn just because nobody takes it. Get him on a rowing team, maybe or something. Maybe. I don't know. I think that, Maybe too soon, considering what happened at USC with that one. But uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, um, I, I do think we should do a two-parter though on this because the the free agency thing is much more active right now. And yes, uh, I think you know. I know, considering your what you're going through with your physical issues right now, we'll, I won't load you down too heavily on it. But uh, it is very active in the free agent shuffle. 
and they are they're moving some some big name players around. Yeah, really rapidly. Felino's in Boston now. He signed again. Landeskog resigned. Um, you know, uh, Eiserman is doing, I think, a great, great job. I think he's nailing it. And any, you know, the funny thing is when you look at the draft and you looked at some of these, you know, a couple players, whatever else, and um, you know, it's just signed Osterley uh, to to uh, I think a two year deal today. But you know, you look at some of the drafts and see some of the people on social media, like you know, why didn't you pick Eklund? Blah 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 blah. I'm thinking to myself, and I even I even sent this out. Not a single of you idiots out there has been a GM in the NHL and assembled a two-time Stanley Cup winning team because those two teams that won the Cup in Tampa are Eiserman's team. That's it. You can say whatever you want. He drafted Vasilevsky. He drafted Head. These are the guys that he put together and pieced together. And if you can't trust that this guy's going to do the same thing in Detroit with his draft picks and whatever else, you are not a fan of the Red Wings. You don't deserve to put on the wing wheel jersey at a game. Stop watching. And this goes for any other top of the line, you know, uh, GM in the league where your team doesn't pick the team player you want or you think. And I'm sorry. It's just, it just shows that there's a lot of people out there that just don't know hockey. Well, that is for sure. Um, without a doubt. And, and they, they don't understand the complexities of doing that and how the plan can get derailed pretty easily. I mean, it doesn't, the plan, ha- you have to be flexible. And that's, right. uh, I mean, I don't, I, I mean, if you look at what happened in Toronto, you think like this guy got, you know, the keys to the city, you know, Dubas is a smart person. Obviously he got that job, but like all the good intentions of getting all those best players together, they still couldn't get out of the first round of the playoffs. So couldn't get it out of the first round. But, I, then, I mean, but, then, but again, but look at, but then you look at the pedigree of some of these teams. So you have Iserman, he's being, adv- uh, one of his advisors is Chris Draper. You have Hawken Anderson, the co- the um, scout out in Sweden. You got Nick Lidstrom in the mix out there. Yeah. I mean, you have guys that are Hall of Famers and know the game and, you know, or, or have, you know, won Selkie trophies and won Stanley Cups and know what it takes to win that are on your staff. I think you got to give them a little consideration and a little room to know what they know what they're doing and what they're looking for. I, they just call me crazy. So, but there are teams like this. I mean, even Pittsburgh, you have Mario in the mix. I'm sorry. He knows what he's doing. He does. And they've got Ron <laughs> Hextall as the GM and, and, you know, they have to deal with it. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot that, you know, I, I have to say like that, that whole cap situation makes, you know, shuffling these players around, it, it is really challenging because you know what you need, but sometimes you can't get it. And right, that's how it is. I mean, and like, if the player's been not, not performing, you got to know when to buy out or whatever else. I mean, and, you know, there's a, there's a lot more, it's a lot more intricacies than just he's a good player, sign him or don't sign him. But you're seeing some of these guys getting these long-term contracts. I mean, Landeskog went from the team not talking to him and getting pissed and not being protected to signing what a seven or eight year deal. Like what? Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I, I think that, that was a wise choice. You, <laughs> I think they're going to be no, very, no, happy I'm not saying it's not, but I'm saying, how do you go from one? How do you go from one extreme and basically just saying, you know, F you, we're going to not protect you. And we hope you get picked up by an expansion team saying, Oh, wait, 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 no, 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 hold on. We're going to pay you $56 million over seven, eight years. Uh, that 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 just there's something 
unsettling about that. I, I don't know. It's, it's just very strange to me. Yeah, I agree. You know, uh, we talked about Getzlaff. You know, Getzlaff said that he made, was made an offer by, uh, by Anaheim. He said, oh, I want to see what's out there and test the market. What? He signs with Anaheim not even 24 hours later. I guess it's, you know, it's a no-brainer. You know, he's tested. comfortable. Yep. He, uncontested. He's, he's, he won a cup there. He will finish his career there, most likely. He will get his jersey hanging from the rafter. Uh, he will be a legend in Ducks hockey. And, uh, you know, that probably to him was more valuable than trying to chase a cup and leave his family and leave a comfortable situation. That's just my guess. I don't know. But that's what we talked about. What do you think? I think uh, Getzlaff, uh, you know, after considering what he's staying there, I think that he's there to coach their forwards. I think he's going to be a, a player coach for the uh, very young, uh, talented forwards that they have in on the team and in the pipeline. And I do believe that John Gibson is a, is a outstanding goalie who is good for another, you know, eight, nine years if he wants to stay there. And I think the defense that the ducks have is, is outstanding. I think that they have to get these young kids <clears throat> to score and the, and the Swedes that they have, uh, you know, between uh, Ricard Raquel and Silverberg haven't, added up to a whole lot of goals for them. They're, they're both fine players, but they, they're good for 20 goals, maybe 25 on a good year. They, they need to have, you know, three or four of those guys, and they don't. They need, tra- you know, they need to, to get those guys moving. And I think Getzlaff is there for that reason, and I think he's happy that he's Yeah, but there. why? What is he, but why? What does he hope to gain? Is there going to be something at the end of the rainbow for him there like that? And You know, uh, I, player coach, fine, but – you know, yeah, he's, know, he has, what, a few, couple more years left. He's a great player. He was a great player, a, you know, elite player in his, in his day. Oh, yeah. Uh, I would never take any away from him. He's a competitor. Um, you know, he doesn't quit on his team. So my question is, was it not something, again, this is also kind of going to the mindset, maybe, again, I'm not in their mind, of a flurry of, is it really worth it at this point in my career, I've won a cup, to go somewhere else, leave my family or uproot my family, and blah, 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 to chase a cup? Or am I content with my career and happy with where I am in life? And I think that that is probably a very adult decision, a very adult decision to make that decision if that's what it came down to. And I respect yeah. him for it. No, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I mean, these guys have, I, I know that gets laugh. All those guys love living in Orange County. I mean, that's where, that's where I live. And, you know, sure. we see, you know, we, we've been to Timu's place and had him on the podcast and, right. You, you know, the, and all the ducks that we see, you know, between Brian Allen and all these guys who, you know, take their time with us and they're amazing, you yep. know, and uh, they, the, you know, pronger. And I mean, they, they, they love it here and they don't want to leave, you know? And so I think Getzlaff is going to be happy to hang out. The ducks aren't looking at a cup next year. There's it's unlikely. It was something, something very massive would have to switch. And, you know, I just wish right. they could go like Hall Scott Niedermeyer out of his bed and bring him in and help, help out and do some assistant coaching or something. You know, I mean, Dallas is right. great. He's a, he's a really good coach and a smart guy, but they need, they need something different. They have to, they have to find a new way to win games. And, and same, same with the Kings. I mean, the Kings are in the same boat. They, they've got a bunch of aging. And so all these, all these teams go through it. I mean, Pittsburgh protected Jeff Carter. 
you know, they, yeah, they protected Jeff Carter's like in the, the, you know, last few years of his career playing like a demon. I might add, maybe he is going to be another Yager or something like that, but you know, Yager's still playing for the team he owns in the Czech Republic. He's never going to stop playing. Your guy, James Neal got, uh, um, I know he got bought out. Yeah. I wonder if he'll keep playing. Things change. Things change like that quickly, but We'll, we'll pick this up uh, later on in a couple of days when things kind of settle down a little more with free agency and see what pans out. But um, I don't understand why Line A would have signed for so long there again. Um, with Columbus. Considering they're basically kind of done with Columbus, that they seem to be more focused on a rebuild or at least dumping players and salaries and whatever. Um, I don't know. I don't, it doesn't make sense to me why, why he would do that. Well, the Jackets are getting a new coach, right? Yeah, but but again, they've – their team has been whittled down. If you look at the players around the team, you know, uh, even just two years ago, uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois, you know, Seth Jones, Bobrovsky. I mean, you had like a whole list of players that really fit nicely and were actually a good team. And I think it, you know, if they'd been given another year or two to really kind of make a couple acquisitions really could have been a force. And now they've kind of gone the other way, it seems, but I don't understand why he would sign for so long there knowing that they're not, going to be as competitive i don't understand that but hey i'm not in his mind well with that thought jason i think we should conclude <laughs> for now and uh, sounds we good will, we will come back uh to this topic very shortly and for now this is the dr hockey podcast coming to you with your prescription for the nhl thanks for listening to dr hockey check out new episodes every thursday and subscribe on apple podcasts or at podcastone.com. O'Reilly Auto Parts will help you find just the right parts, products, and accessories for your car so you can get the job done right the first time. We'll also test your battery and check engine light, change your wiper blades, and refer you to a repair shop if needed. Trust our professional parts people. We're here to help you keep your car on the road. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.